Before we dive into this week's episode of the UNI podcast, we'd like to take the time to bring awareness to COVID-19. To any and everyone listening, please follow the rules of social distancing. Stay safe, stay clean, and stay healthy. And feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or thoughts. Our Instagram is always open, at the UNI podcast, and we are delighted to engage in conversation. So, without further ado, this week's episode, we have Melody Gomez, a 24-year-old New York City native, first-gen medical student, and self-proclaimed female hustler with a passion for wellness and people. Currently, she feels fortunate to call medical school her full-time job, but she loves to use her Instagram, YouTube channel, and blog, Mez on the Move, to spread positivity, share glimpses of her life as a medical student and fitness enthusiast. You can catch her early morning dance sessions, glimpses of her workouts, happy living advice, and more on her blog at mezonthemove.com, where she strives to inspire others to stay on the move in fitness, but more importantly, in life, no matter their starting point or financial situation. Here's our conversation with Melody. You are listening to the UNI Podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. so excited to have Melody on our episode today. Welcome to the UNI podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We have a fir- couple questions for you, but first, how are you? I'm doing very well, hanging in there. Um, it's a strange, uncertain time, but taking care of myself and my friends and trying to check in. How are you guys? I can't complain. I got I kind of had to relocate from school and come back home. Had to clear up my entire life on campus. It was a little rough. And when I got back, there was like a 24 hour shutdown automatically. So I'm just kind of adjusting to that. It was really weird because whenever I'm home, I always go and see my family, but now I can't. And I live with my grandmother, but I had to do a 14 day quarantine before I go back to live with my grandmother. So it's just like kind of just waiting. It's a waiting game right now. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. How about you, Ozzy? Um, yeah, I'm just hanging in there. Um, at first, I I was excited. Well, not excited, but like, you know, the idea of you know seeing my dad at home was fun. Until it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's definitely weird. Like having to, as Kara said, having to because I live in the dorm too. Having to kind of like figure out what I need. Not, I wasn't sure how long I was gonna be away from school like now like school is canceled where my stuff is still in the dorm <laughs> how am I gonna get my stuff back I am doing study abroad next fall is that gonna happen anymore so it's definitely a lot of um you know uncertainty in the air uh but you know I feel like we'll get through it as a country it's a world nation stuff like that yeah I certainly hope so I certainly hope so <laughs> yeah all right, so before we get started um, into like the main segment of our with our questions, we wanted to break the ice a little bit. So if you could create a slogan for your life, what would it be? Um, this one is so hard. I 
I don't know. Um, okay, maybe <laughs> it's like it's not about being the best; it's about doing your best. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Especially like in college. Yeah, <laughs> I, definitely, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's so applicable to like all aspects of your life, all stages of life. It's not yeah. about being the best; it's about doing your best. I like that. You know, you're in the, you're kind of in the contest of match with yourself and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I like <laughs> diving in. <laughs> Could you please share with us? Um, your background and the story that has led you to where you are now. Whoo! <laughs> Diving right in. Diving, where yeah. <laughs> where do I even start? Um, so, I mean, my name says a little bit. My name is Melody Abdulia Gomez. Not a very common name. Um, I'm Puerto Rican uh, from New York City. And um, some of the, like my big, some big parts of my identity would be that I'm like a first gen college graduate, first in my family to go to college, graduate. Um, I'm now a medical student, um, and that first-gen status is still there. Um, and it's been a long, a long road. I grew up in Spanish Harlem, New York City, and through some crazy twists and turns and luck, I ended up going away for school to boarding school, um, which really changed my life. I spent four years in high school at a boarding school. And then I went to Harvard College for undergrad. And then now I'm in medical school at Columbia. Oh, wait, we went to, we went to boarding school too. So where did you go? Oh, cool. It's not very often that you meet people that went to boarding school. Um, I went to Mercersburg Academy. It's a super tiny school. In New Jersey. It, well, it's in the New Jersey League, but yeah. it's in Mercersburg, Pennsylvania. So it's with I know all those school. other schools. Yeah. I know that school. <laughs> and that I makes like one especially... person. <laughs> yeah. Expe- the boarding school community is so small that you end up knowing a lot of the schools. Right. That's cool. That's awesome. Where'd you guys yeah, go? Yeah, it's always like, um, we went to Northfield, Mount Hermon. Okay. It's NMH. It's uh, in yeah. Gill, Massachusetts. But usually when you walk into somebody like from boarding school, you're like, wait, what? I met like one other person in my college <laughs> career so far that went to boarding school and she went to Lawrenceville. And I was like, do you know this person? But it's just like, I have someone that goes to Lawrenceville too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I guess, um, why did you want to become a doctor? Um, oof, another, another big question. Um, yeah. I wanted to be a doctor for as long as I can honestly remember. It started when I was very young because, um, like I mentioned, I'm the first in my family to go to college, so therefore I don't have doctors in my family. Uh, But my mom used to call my grandmother Dr. Quincy because every time something was wrong, we would go to her. Um, And she had her little, like, santeria. I remember when I tore my ACL. She told me to rub an ointment on it and I wouldn't need surgery. So my grandmother was like the OG doctor for my family and it kind of uh, sparked an interest in medicine in me. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so what is your advice to future med students now that you are in the full process? Mm, yeah, I mean, it really depends on what stage of your prep you're at. I think, um, to people who are interested in medicine early on, like maybe pre-college, I would just say like, try to be, try to really explore like your science classes and see if that's something you're really interested in. In terms of being pre-med in college, which is really, I think what this question is about, um, 
I mean, it's super important to, of course, like stay on top of your grades, but more important than that, I think, is like really pursuing your passions. Um, in college, I think it's really easy to get bogged down by the competition um, and trying to outperform or like pad your resume to get into medical school. And I think some people give up a lot of their passions in pursuit of medicine and it's just not necessary. So I would say, you know, stay true to who you are, uh, be really passionate about something. It doesn't even have to be clinical. It can just be something and really pursue that. Um, and then do your best, right? You don't have to be the best, yeah. you have to do your best. Yeah. I like that. Um, I guess like when you have time besides medical school, like what do you like to do? Um, it, it really depends on my mood. I always say I'm an extroverted introvert because I like hanging out with friends and I can be really bubbly and really happy, but then I love my alone time. And so depending on my mood, if I'm feeling social, I love to like chill with family and friends. Um, I love to like go downtown or do and do anything that's new or haven't done before. Um, but if I need some alone time, I love to just like chill at home, read a book. I think in medical school, you don't really have a ton of time to do things you love unless you make time. And so if I have time to read a book, I would love to just like sit on the couch and read a book and watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's funny because I call myself an extroverted introvert as well. Oh, um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot of people if we if we really are honest with ourselves. Um, I don't think that anybody can be in the, like, extremes. You always have that time where you're, you know, you like to be with people, but then you also don't like to at the same time. But I love that. We should start a club, the three of us. Yes, <laughs> the extroverted introverts. The extroverted introverts. <laughs> <laughs> So um, kind of like going back in time a little bit, how was your undergraduate experience? Did you always like, did you, did you do pre-med, um, the pre-med track? Did you know you were um, going into undergrad that you wanted to be a doctor? Yeah, um, so I, at Harvard, there is no pre-med track in the same way I think other schools might have like a pre-med major, um, but I was a bio, major i actually majored in human evolutionary bio which is a little bit more um interdisciplinary because it's mm. a little bit of anthropology and a little bit of bio um and so that was like a really cool experience for me um and then i did complete pre-med requirements during undergrad i didn't have to go back for a postdoc or do anything afterward which was really nice um and that was just um I think it was good for two reasons. One, I kind of knew I wanted to be a doctor, so I completed my prerequisites, but also um, financially, it just made the most sense to kind of like knock everything out while I was in college, because I don't think a post-bac would have been feasible. I mean, I'm sure if you want to be a doctor, you make it work, you take out loans, you figure out a way, but I'm so grateful for being able to kind of get everything done all at once. True. Um, what does your study routine look like? In med school, it looks completely different than it did in college. I mean, um, it's just it's it's just something that's totally different. Um, I don't really have a routine. I wish I did. I keep telling myself. I think I write down in my planner every day: create study routine, figure <laughs> out 
study schedule. I don't know if you guys do that. Um, no, definitely. But I'm like, you know, like this is the weekend. I'm going to get my life together. And... Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back on Monday and all the lectures will be watched and all the notes will oh. be taken. <laughs> You're literally oh, speaking to me. As... Wow. <laughs> but so that's basically what I'm doing, especially now with the online curriculum and everything moving online. I am still trying to figure out a steady routine because things just change so quickly in med school you know first semester is completely different than second semester and then now we're online so that's thrown a whole new wrench into things um i think i know certain things about myself so i'm super aware that i'm most productive during the day some people can like stay up till 3 a.m and that's when their brain is on fire that's not me so yeah. i need the sun to be out to be productive and so I prefer to get up early in the mornings. I prefer to like start my day early. If I finish, if I'm able to finish some things before noon, I feel really good. Um, but in terms of routine, That's I don't really, really have one. Life together. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Things before noon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, That's happened to me like one time. <laughs> how, you were talking about your undergraduate um, study routine. How was mm-hmm. how was that? Did you kind of have it a little bit more together than? We usually do or was it was it kind of similar in that sense yeah i think well i think it's just a little bit different because in my experience my undergraduate experience i for one didn't put a ton of pressure on myself being pre-med i stood i really did like stay away from the pre-med culture i didn't really participate in what everyone else was doing and i didn't really have a ton of pre-med friends a lot of my friends ended up being pre-med but we didn't talk about being pre-med all the time. We weren't mm-hmm. talking about medical school. And so there just wasn't that same pressure. And I've talked to students who have a completely different undergrad experience and they had really rigid routines and they were like always on top of their stuff. Um, but that just wasn't the case for me. I, I would say like, I tried to get things done in advance if I could, like I would get my pizza. I try to like start the first problem early. Um, pizza is problem set. I don't know if you guys yeah. call it the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like try to start it early, but you know, like I really just did a little bit of work every day. It wasn't like I had a routine, like, oh, I'm going to be in the library for this number of hours. I just made sure that when things were due, they were done and turned in. And like I said, I kind of stayed clear of like anyone who doubted my path or was trying to make me doubt myself. I just kind of did my own thing. So it was much more relaxed. I definitely study more now in med school than I ever did during undergrad. Um, which I think is the most common experience. And I think I also spend more time in class now than I ever did during undergrad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess you, I would say you are a little bit more further into like the whole educational system. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that from what you've seen, you know, during your experience, what do you like and what you, what do you don't, um, what do you not like about, you know, the higher education in the United States or oh. I guess in, in where you are? Yeah. I mean, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to attend the schools that I've been able to attend. Um, I know that I've, I always, it's always this like weird double-edged sword. I know that I've worked hard to where I've gotten, but I also know that the same opportunities weren't given to other people. Right. So it's, it's always this kind of like, I'm very grateful, but there's a system that doesn't work for people like me, people like where I'm from. And so that's not right. Um, So I guess to start more on a positive note, the things I do like about higher education, I mean, I always say that if I could go to school for the rest of my life, I would. 
I love just like learning. I'm a total nerd. And if I, if someone could pay me yeah. and like buy me a house and let me go to school, like that is totally fine. I can <laughs> do that and I'd be good. Um, but I think especially as you continue to move up in the education system from well, college was one thing, but you know, even at boarding school, you know, you start to notice that there are just differences yeah. between you and your peers and like the journeys that you guys took to get to the same place. And it was the same thing when I got to Harvard, like, um, except probably bigger, right? It's a, it's a whole new sort of like playing field, a different level of wealth, a different level of access and resources. Yeah. And then med school is the same thing. And I wouldn't say it's a Harvard problem or a Columbia problem. It's just a higher education problem in which people do have more resources, more access, are able to pay for the tutors, pay for the extracurriculars, pay to do or can afford to do unpaid internships. And then there are people who who can't. And so I'm all about, you know, being real about the lack of accessibility, the lack of equity, the lack of diversity. Um, and that, you know, if you have parents or if you have family that's gone through that system, you just have a leg up. and. And that's not that's not great. And so I would love to work in the future to change that. Um, but I think it's, it starts by being vocal about it for sure. You said that you're a first gen college student. I I'm kind of a first gen college student. It's a little it's a little rocky like area that oh. I'm going with right now because I have a cousin that's ahead of me, and I had like one other cousin within my lifetime who was actually finished, but. Mm-hmm. how like how is it with you with like trying to explain things to your family because I know like because you're when you're first gen it's like really hard to kind of like explain like kind of the process they don't really understand what's going on so how does that look for you and how has it like worked throughout your time yeah um that is such a great question and I think it's something that's really hard to kind of express in a way that that won't be misunderstood by people who don't have the same experience. And so in sharing my first gen experience, anytime I talk about my parents, I'm like, my parents are good parents. Like, don't, yeah. like, don't take this the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I just want to preface what I'm about to say with all of that. I think in general, being a first gen student, it's hard or it's been hard for me because like you mentioned, they don't always like my my mom doesn't always understand like how much work I had to put in to do something or like if I'm really stressed out she's so loving and she's like Marley it's okay you're gonna be fine everything's gonna be all right you're so smart and and while I love that support sometimes it's just like I wish you could understand just how hard this really was um but again I'm just grateful for her support too so I don't want to sound ungrateful for that, but I think it is difficult to to fully bask in everything you accomplish or don't accomplish and like really talk about that in an open and honest way. I also think like first gen experiences are different for everyone. So, you know, some some uh, families are like super pro education and like if you get into Harvard, they're putting your acceptance letter on the wall and <laughs> frames. And I know y'all probably know some people yeah. like that. Like everything is yeah, going to be understand. frames or on the fridge. And like, you know, everyone is hyped for you. Like there's that first-gen experience. And then my first-gen experience was different. Like my mom, of course, was super proud of me, but, you know, wasn't 
didn't totally understand what it meant to get into Harvard. And so I remember when I got in, she was like, do you have to go to school that far away? Mm. And I was like, girl, I just got into Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's, just, there's little things like that where like, yeah. you know, it's not, there's no bad intentions behind what she was expressing. Like she really just didn't want me to go far away. Um, but someone might hear that and be like, what? Like how that doesn't even make sense. So it's it's definitely tricky. It's tricky, but you know, I think I've grown to a place where I can just appreciate my family for what they can give me and let go of what they can't and, and not hold on to it. Thank you for that. Um, I yeah. heard that you're also like into fitness. So like what would you say are your favorite things to do to stay active? Mm, I am into fitness. I love that. Um, I always love to change things up, and it really just depends on my mood. Recently, I started playing basketball again um, with Ooh. my little sister, and it's been so fun to just get you outside. You said you used to play basketball? Were you a I mean, center? <laughs> or yeah, I was a center. Oh, center, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, because I'm like a freaking beanstalk. I'm, almost six feet tall so oh i feel that <laughs> <laughs> they see your height they just yeah. shove you in the middle yep <laughs> they're like okay you get down there and up. um but yeah like i've been doing that really... and that yeah i haven't done that in such a long time um but i really love I'm, i've been enjoying getting getting outdoors and i think it's because of um the restrictions and going outside and not really going outside even to commute to school that I'm trying to seize every opportunity to just like walk outside, run outside, um, and do all of that. Yeah. So how can we, um, you know, as students, but you know, people who work as well, how can we stick to a fitness routine? Um, especially like you who has med school as well. Oh gosh. That's such a loaded question because there are definitely like weeks where I don't do a dang thing. <laughs> I can relate. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, this is the, the same way that I, I work on my study schedule. I'm like, this is a week that I get in four solid workouts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I really, something that I'm really learning to do is like chill, like just let it go. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do everything all the time. And while I love that, that people think I do everything all the time, the reality is I don't. And so I think the best way to stick to a workout routine is to really make your goals super, super small and go from there. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like an all or nothing person. And so if I'm like, I'm going to work out seven days this week and then I miss one day, then I'm not working out for the rest it's of the month. It's literally over. <laughs> I'm like, see you next month. <laughs> um, but make your goals small, right? Like I, I started being like, you know, I'll just 20 minutes. I'm going to go for yeah. a one mile run. I'm gonna walk outside and that will just count. And and that works because, you know, once you do that a couple of times, you'll start to kind of build in a little bit of extra time to keep going. Um, but if you make your goals huge, or at least for me, if I make my goals huge and I don't reach them, then everything's out the window from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you say, what, what kind of fitness do you do? Like what, kind, what do you like to do in terms of your fitness? I mean, when I'm not doing something like with my sister or playing basketball, I honestly just do whatever. Like I think about what I want to do and I do it. 
Um, I know there are definitely phases of my life where I'm like, I hate running, so I'm going to make myself run because oh. I love that I hate it. Like, no. you know I mean? That's, that's no. strong. No, that's times. good for you. I just hate <laughs> cardio. Why is cardio even a thing? I hate that I have to run to be, like, to look how <laughs> I want to look. <laughs> but you don't. You don't. But, you know, it goes. It, I go through those phases where, like, the thing I'm bad at, I start to, like, attach to and, and want to do. I guess that's what I mean. I don't ever really hate running. That's just, well, no, that's a lie. I definitely hate running, <laughs> especially when I'm out of shape. Like, there's nothing worse than trying to run when you haven't worked out in a, in a minute. But anyway. Oh, no, that hurts. Um, that hurts. That hurts. It literally hurts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, go, I go through phases of that, phases of yeah. doing what I don't like. Um, just saying, like, honestly, I just do whatever my body wants to do. I don't trip about trying to force myself to do burpees yeah. if I don't feel like doing burpees. Ooh, you know? burpees? Mm, burpees? Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. made burpees did not like themselves. That's all. No, really. <laughs> That's that self-hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How can I torture myself today? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly. Carol, weren't you saying something? Oh, yeah. I remember, like, one time I was like, you know what? I'm going to start running. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to run for 10 minutes. I got to the gym. I looked at the treadmill. I walked back outside. And I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you, have just, you guys ever gotten on it. the treadmill and walked for, like, 30 seconds and then turned the treadmill yes. off and left? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was me with the Stairmaster my first time. Because I thought the Stairmaster was so easy when I was looking. I was like, oh. why do people always talk about the Stairmaster? Like, it doesn't look that bad. I tried for, like, two minutes, and I got off. Yeah. I was I like, mean, oh, my goodness. It will no, sneak up on you. It's not your friend. Like, why am I in pain? It's really not your friend. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> talking about fitness. Um, I found you on, like, your YouTube channel, and then from there, like, Mez on the blog, um, Mez on the move, rather. Um. Mm-hmm. So, would you say, cool too. <laughs> yes, no, I looked at it more from your YouTube and it's amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, no problem. But um, would you say your blog is a creative outlet or um, if it is, how are you, like, what does that mean? Can you go more into that and like why you decided to start that? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I think Mez on the Move, when I started it, it wasn't supposed to be anything it was a very like it was a secret instagram account that i just like took some pictures on and it was like very small and it still is pretty small um but i didn't start it to be like oh i'm going to connect with people about med school and i'm going to connect with people who are in college and i'm going to put my business out there like I, that's not what it was yeah. when i first started um and then somehow it evolved into that and i think i started connecting with people and the best thing is when people actually reach out to me and like message me and say like, like, you're so funny, or we'll just start having a conversation as if we were like friends in real life, which in my opinion, we are. Um, And, you know, they would ask me questions, and I would try to answer them. But Instagram, while it's great for sort of initial contact, it's not great for like, keeping all of the information in one place. And so I think one day someone DM me was like, you know, you should start a blog just so that people can like search for things easier and, and you don't have to keep explaining the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, sure, yeah, why not? So I started Res on the Move the blog and 
and that's how it started. And I wish I did more with it. It's another thing on my to-do list. Every weekend, I'm like, write another blog post. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think at least what I have there, people can search and reference if they feel like it. Um, and I don't know. I think it's it's made me a more sort of confident person in, in all of my identities. Like, I own my first genness on my blog. I own where I come from on my blog. And I just want... I guess I use it to be visible so that other people can feel visible and seen and heard and represented because if you I remember when I started my blog I was thinking there's really there aren't a ton of people in the blog space that talk about you know coming from a first-gen background or a low-income background so I felt so awkward and weird because I felt like everyone who had a blog Mm -hmm. had like crazy money and was traveling to like Greece on the weekends and like travel vlogging and so I felt (laughs) so awkward um but now I think it's it's helped me grow so much as a person and I know it's helped at least like one other person so that's all that matters that's great too it's always like good to see what's not really there like what needs to be like what voices need to be heard at some points and kind of just filling in those spaces Oh, so, for sure. For sure. I guess from that, do you mind describing your perfect day, your ideal day? Oh my gosh! I is this a day where I have med school classes, or or a day? Honestly, where I, we can do both. You can do both. Variety. Okay, variety. We love that. <laughs> we love variety. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Um, my perfect day. Med school or not, I would wake up way early, but wow. I'd be but I'd be well rested. Like I would mm. have like eight to nine hours. What time is way under early my belt, for you? and then I'd still wake up like right before the sun comes up. What yeah, time is way early for you? Like I mean, it depends, I guess, on the season. But I want to be up before the sun. Before the sun. Before. Before the sun. Before the Before. sun, yeah, because, see, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> you said Honestly, I just applaud you. <laughs> okay, let's, it. yeah, that's true. Let's not come for, let's not I come for like, anybody's hey, ideal day. Let's, I'm not coming for your <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> <laughs> She said, before the sun. Um, no, seriously, before the sun, but I would like with enough sleep, like not before the sun with three minutes, three minutes of okay. sleep, like yeah. before the sun having slept nine hours, like, okay. you know, and then so do you I go to bed like nine o'clock? I'm so sorry. I, have um, a lot I'm of like a nine, I would, if I'm in an ideal world, no, it's okay. <laughs> ask your question. Um, I, in an ideal world, I think I would go to bed like between 10 and 10 30. That's like mine. That's like my time. Yeah. yeah. That's like the ideal that is like going a good, to bed time. That's a good bedtime. Yeah. Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. I didn't nope. leave so my mom. Time nope. Time Honestly, that. that's like the golden rule. <laughs> that's the golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> yes. Um. So... Coffee, coffee after coffee. Oh, 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 oh! I was like, "What are we doing again?" I don't remember. <laughs> We're talking about bedtime. Um, yeah, so I get up before the sun. I'd make this cup of coffee. I will. I have this like, the couch that has you know the L couch where you can like 
put your feet up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I would have that in the like right by a window. And so I'd post up right there and I'd okay. like read a book. Ooh, what and, book? Like, mm, my current book that I'm reading right now. Um, oh, I don't know. I, well, I'm not really reading any books right now because I'm in med school. So that's sad. Uh, <laughs> So all those textbooks, is that what you recommend? I'm going to open my my textbook. (laughs) Those lectures that I was supposed to keep up for. (laughs) But this is an ideal world, a perfect perfect day. Let's make it happy. Yeah, like in a perfect, I don't know. I love, I was on a nonfiction kick. Now I'm on a fiction kick, like any good novel. Any good novel. So I'd read my novel. I'd watch the sunrise. That sounds so nice. And then... I'd go outside for something like walk through the park or something like that. That sounds yeah. like very, that sounds very so wholesome. It sounds Back wholesome, doesn't it? Yeah. Back when and then I would get brunch. <laughs> oh, then this is, that's the day, that's the day is over because it's just I perfect. Brunch. I love brunch. Ozzy, Ozzy. Brunch, brunch is my is favorite. Ozzy's, like heart. Brunch, brunch is so my fun. favorite. Right. My favorite. Right. So that, that's my like ideal, like no school day. I would just brunch and like go for a walk and then maybe play like volleyball or basketball with some friends yeah. and like just chill and be outside. That. Yeah, that sounds so nice. And then uh, med school. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful. I love med school so much. Yay! Um, if it was med school, I think I'd still like to wake up early. I would love to have some quiet time. Like if I could wake up early and watch the sunrise on a med school day, that must be a pretty good day. Mm. So if I could like read a book before starting my classes, that would be awesome. I would do all my classes. I'd watch all my lectures on schedule. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would get all my studying done at a reasonable hour before dinner in an ideal world. I mean, that that sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, and then I like make dinner, like a good dinner, like not have to be stressed or whipping things up fast. Like just put on some music, make dinner, go to bed. I love that. No, <laughs> that's, that's nice. it. That's yeah. all we can ask for. That's what, we want some peace. These yes. Days. yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on to the next question, what advice do you have for just managing it all? You know, fitness, school, your friendships but also your blog and your YouTube. How do you, like, what advice do you have? Oh, man, I feel like um, this is something that I'm still really working on for myself. Um, It's so easy to look like you have it all on Instagram or or YouTube even. Um, But the reality is, like, I'm definitely still figuring out just like the rest of us. Um, I think uh, some big things are that I'm working on too, is just like figuring out what my priorities are. Um, if it's really important for me to blog, then I got to figure out how to make that work and stop saying yes to things that don't really matter to me. Mm. Um, and it's the same thing for, for anything you want to do, right? Like if you want to learn something new, if you want to make time to read, if you want to make time for friends, if you want to do more brunches, yeah, you gotta, you really do have to adjust your life and align your life, I guess, and your decisions with the things you actually want. Um, and I do believe you can like, you know, grind for your goals and go to med school and study hard and make time for all the things that matter, but you've got to make the time. So um, I guess my advice would be to like really think about what your priorities are, like really think about them, outline them, write them down, and then 
try to make decisions with those priorities in mind. And I'm working on that too. Yeah. yeah. And stay off TikTok because that will. Uh, we don't. We don't even have TikTok. We, oh, yeah. in this, Ozzy in and I were just talking about this. Like, we don't like TikTok. No TikTok. Like, why is TikTok even oh, a thing gosh. at this moment? Like, no. It's just rough. My little sister showed me TikTok because she's 13, so you know she's like <laughs> that's like her, yes. her generation. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know what happened. That's that's the that's like the that's the sentence. <laughs> Because before I knew it, I was making TikTok. Oh. And then my oh whole my day was gone and those lectures. <laughs> were <still> exactly. <laughs> they were still not done. I'm just saying, I, I need to get some course credit for my TikTok scrolling. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> I remember Ozzy and I were like, I don't like TikTok. Ozzy said, like, I don't like TikTok. Why is TikTok even a thing? And I was like, I know there's a reason we're best friends. I knew there was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I told her if I download TikTok, like, send help. Because yeah. that was not on my own volition. Yeah. Don't, don't, honestly, don't download it. It will ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> and your GPA. Oh, boy. Yes. Without a doubt. <laughs> Yeah. So, our next question: Who do you mm. look up to in the girl boss medical community? Mm. Wow, so many people. There are so many people I look up to in the medical community, especially on Instagram. I think that's one thing that I started to explore. You know, I mean, probably right around the time I was applying to med school. Um, there's. They're like the people who are already full-blown doctors. Yeah. Um, like Laura Scott or Elise Love. They're both germs. Um, and just like goals. Um, and yeah, I, I admire them so much. Um, and then there are other like fellow medical student Instagrammers that I really love. Um, med school Mila is like a third year. I think it's Mila. I might be saying her name wrong. Okay. Mila, don't come at me if I said your name <laughs> wrong. Um, <laughs> It's so interesting because you feel like these pe- these people are your friends, but yeah. then you exactly. might be saying you forget that you literally. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I there's have like online friends. Year. Say that again. I have online friends. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, e- it's easier for introverts. Yeah, my friends are all online. I can communicate when yeah. I want yeah. to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we're winning now. What are the, no, we really are. Friends? We've won. <laughs> Everybody's quarantined. Where are your friends at now? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but there, there. Anyway, there are so many people on Instagram that I love. Like there are second year students, Micah, medically Micah, or Kia and Fit. There's just there's so many cool girls on Instagram that are doing the whole med school thing, and I really admire them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see this often, but actually. I think I'm doing med school. I say that now, but like, yeah, my whole process, my whole academic process, Carol knows this, it was a long road and I'm only in my second year, but I've always been interested in like biology and like humans and human systems ever since I was younger. But I also had, I think this, we can also bring this up in our early conversations, but I was also very passionate about international affairs and more so of the social sciences as well. And in the beginning, I thought, like, there's no possible way for me to combine the two, make them, like, healthy, happy together. Mm, Um, And then in college, uh, I got into this program called the Women's Leadership Program, and I did the science health and medicine cohort. So I was taking all these biology classes, going to the NIH, you know, understanding 
medicine and everything, but I also was an IA major. So people would look at me weird. I'm like, why are you even here? Like, what? It's not making sense. <laughs> um, but then this year, I don't know how this happened. I guess it's just, you know, the universe, but this new program came up um, and it's called the Bachelor of Science in International Affairs. So you take your IA classes, you know, all those social sciences classes, but then you also take like six high level STEM courses. And I'm I'm deciding to do biology. I know it's like beautiful, but wow. I'm deciding to do biology. Um, and then I'm also deciding to concentrate in global public health. So yeah. Whoa. So maybe medicine will like be. It's been a it. long yeah. road. Yeah. No, it's been a long road. It's, trust me, it's been a very long road. <laughs> it's been a long road um, for both of us to be honest. Yeah. Cause I talked to her about it too. So she's heard all my frustrations and like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going. Um, but also, you know, education is so cool that we have the ability to do things that we want and make our own rules. We don't have to like stick by the, you know, the usual stuff. Yeah. Which I love. That yeah, sounds so. awesome. It sounds like you might be a doctor in the future. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the second little internalist yeah my dad's an he's a doctor oh. which might have played into the <laughs> into the whole thing but I honestly do love like medicine and I love biology and I love human systems it makes me happy well, yeah at well, least yeah. like you know that you like it because I remember yeah. remember my last two years in high school I was like I want to be an anesthesiologist and I took human oh yes I, I remember took, that. like I took like human something and I was like I hate science. Human physiology? Like, yeah, human physiology. I was like, you know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> like, I really wanted it to that's work. Good, but it didn't I feel work. Like that's always good. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I mean, that's like the first step, right? Yeah. You gotta out figure what you it love, out. What you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, like, your YouTube and your blog really helped me in, like, figuring out, like, just seeing someone real who does medicine and seems, like, cool, too. Oh, thank yeah, you. I'm glad. <laughs> I always, I'm always worried because, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have encountered this or start or are starting to encounter this in college. But, um, you know, there's like a certain level of like professionalism that's yes. required, and a certain level of like they're just yeah. like respectability politics, like always at play. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, yeah, I think someone actually once messaged me on Instagram. I think I had I had like posted a photo like in a sports bra and leggings, and they're like, like just so you know, like you just might want to delete this because you know in the future if you're like interviewing for residency, um, you know they might look at this and find it inappropriate. And I was sitting there and I was like, if a residency director is gonna pass on me yeah. because I was wearing a sports bra, then that's, that's not sad. the program that's for not me. Good. Leggings. <laughs> I'm like no. that's not the program for me then um but but you know you know the, there is still that fear of like how much to share on, in, on yeah. the internet and and will I still be taken seriously but it's like you kind of alluded to I think it's allowed me to connect with people in like a real mm -hmm. way no and people yes. are like I didn't even know y'all listen to rap music in med school I'm like well, that's good thing. though that's you know? amazing and you know i'm just really grateful that i'm in that period in my life um and just in the time that we are in that we can you know have people who look like us and who seem similar not similar to us but who look like us and who are like normal people and doing amazing things so yeah right like you can you can 
be yourself and also be intelligent and yeah. and care about other people exactly and want to do more um with your life than i don't know just study i guess i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> that's really great well, I guess for our last formal question of the interview, what advice would you give to your 18 or 20 year old self? Oh man, I was thinking, I was thinking about this because I think this is such a common interview question. Like what advice yeah. would you give to your past self? It and is. so I was thinking about it and I thought it was going to be harder to answer, but I know exactly what I would say. It would be something along the lines of like, know yourself and be true. To who you are love yours yeah like that j cole song like love your yes. life and and don't get caught up in you know what other people have and what you don't have um i just like distinctly remember i think in college was like the first time i really felt like dang i do not fit in or or like there's so many things that i don't have that other people do have and this sucks um and i and i remember kind of feeling like i had to pretend to be something that I wasn't, um, and I would just wish I could tell my 18-year-old, 20-year-old self, like, don't worry about that. You know, like, everything you have is good. No, your life's not perfect. No, you haven't, like, been given everything, but you are good, yeah. and, and just, like, be yourself and be true to who you are. Don't pretend to be anything that you're not. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Love that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us on the UNI podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to talk to the listeners and us. Of course. This is so fun. I'm sorry if I was like awkward at any point. No, this is actually, <laughs> you were amazing. Like this was oh, great. Okay. I feel like we had the perfect amount of great you know, personality, laughs, like everything. but also, you know, <laughs> gems in terms yeah. of, you know, advice I hope so we gotta share some knowledge <laughs> <laughs> and to our listeners we hope you gained something from our conversation with melody again we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you so please feel free to leave your questions comments and concerns underneath our latest instagram posts at the uni podcast yes thanks for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts what did you think what was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening. And we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.